0: Hi everyone, welcome to the Golden Ratio podcast. I am Jen, GR mom, joined over distance by jr dad. Hi, how's it going, GR dad? Pretty good. I feel bad because we're on Zoom, looking at each other, and I'm looking at your cute face, but I'm all squished up on the couch outside, and I'm like, you can't look at my face, all squished up. So <laughs> front I just facing have to look camera at my picture.
1: <laughs> I tried to make it like squish my own face, but that doesn't really help you. So I'm, I accept your uh, your comfort zone. Your desire to to feel good. One day
0: my butt won't hurt, but today is not that day.
1: (sighs) Ridiculous. Stupid butt.
0: So uh, I am in Florida. JR Dad is in Maryland. Yeah. And, oh, let's do the cocktail of the week, which I need several of after the week it has been. Um, So for Christmas, my brother, who has figured me out, sends us alcohol. He sends us good stuff every year, a bunch of different things, and this year he included a bottle of the Midwest and, frankly, Chicago classic spirit, Malort, M-A-L-O with an umlaut, R-T,
1: Malort. Is it a classic?
0: Oh, it's a thing. I thought it was like a trendy.
1: I thought it was trendy now. Oh, it's an old-fashioned thing. Okay, interesting.
0: It's very, very bitter. I would guess a large percentage of bottles of Malort that are given around are given as jokes because you definitely wouldn't drink it straight. I mean, one might, you might. You drink Jägermeister straight.
1: I do. I have. I do. I will.
0: It's not as herbal as Jägermeister, but it's bitter like that. Yeah. And so uh, we did, we were supposed to get a new liquor cabinet and they only delivered us half of it. (laughs) <laughs> that's a, a whole other story But we had to empty all the liquor out of the existing cabinet And for the super followers and patrons We did a tour of the liquor That took up basically like three quarters of our dining room table It's a lot of and, liquor Yeah, a few people noticed the bottle of Malart on there And, uh, and they were like, oh my god, what are you going to do with that? And we were last week like tasting it And I was like, I am positive I can make a delicious cocktail with this stuff And so I did. Now, you named it, G.R. Dad. What did you call it? I don't remember.
1: I can't remember if I called it the malignant or the maleficent or something with a mal. Malware. you got to pick. It has to go on the wiki. We're calling it Malware.
0: Malware. (laughs) That's a great name. Uh, Hey. I'm good. I'm uh, very very smart. (laughs) The Malware cocktail, G.R. Mom invention, is one and a half ounces of Gosling's. Black rum. The same thing you would use if you were making a Gosling's Dark and Stormy. The black seal rum. Yeah, it has a a a seal on it.
1: It has a seal on it.
0: It does, yep.
1: Um,
0: An ounce and a half of lemon juice. Three quarters of an ounce of simple syrup. And a quarter ounce of malort. You will be like, a quarter ounce, you're making it so you can't taste it. Oh, friends... I assure you that you can taste it. <laughs> it's very powerful stuff.
1: Yeah, there's uh, a there's a German category of drink like this that's called Magenbitter,
0: mm-hmm.
1: stomach bitter, which is you're supposed to like do it as a digestion aid after eating a fatty meal, which a lot of German meals are. So this there's this one's kind of lower alcohol, but a lot of them have uh, you know schnapps in them. that's like forty forty percent or forty five percent. That high. I don't know. I, I think of it as less, but maybe it is in the 40s. Yeah.
0: Well, Lord. I guess people do shots of it.
1: Yeah, well, for, you know.
0: It's 35% alcohol, so. Okay.
1: Yeah, that's, uh, that's in the range. But there's something called Bärwurz, which I think is from the Franconia region. And then there's Unterberg, which is a common, commonly uh, sold thing, Unterberg. I remember the commercials for that. But anyway, so Magenbitter is a real thing, at least in Germany, probably in in the rest of Europe too. So Malort may be the Danish, Swedish, I don't even know where it's from, uh equivalent of that. Well ver- there's version.
0: a it turns out that there's a Wikipedia page for Malort, And ah. it has a section titled Reputation. <laughs> <laughs> While Gabalik acknowledged that the drink is a niche liqueur, selling a comparatively small number of cases annually, it's gained increased relevance among bartenders, bikers, and Chicago's Hispanic community, where Gabalik notes it has become a, quote, rite of passage. Oh, the satirist John Hodgman has also adopted the drink in his date show, offering shots to his audience.
1: That's John good. Hodgman
0: said... It tastes, quote, like pencil shavings in heartbreak. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and if your theory's right, there's like one bottle of Malort and it's given around every Christmas to different people. Well,
0: now there's zero bottles because we've broken into ours.
1: Hey, I mean, every after every Christmas we go, thank you, Jen's brother. That was delicious.
0: He sends us a lot of good liquor for yeah. Christmas. Yeah. And I think he thought I'd be like, what the hell is this thing? And I was like, oh, no. I'm gonna make good drinks with this. So the malware, good name, dear dad, is this drink. It's uh, it's delicious. Like the bitterness just adds a little bit of complexity um, to, yeah, a real tasty drink.
1: It's not bad, and I drink it as a shot. So
0: you you do whatever makes you happy,
1: it's my love. Interesting, like Vegemite. It's an interesting taste. Mm.
0: You won't win me over to the Vegemite either.
1: I'm, I'm not trying to win you over about anything. All the more for me.
0: All right. So that is the Cocktail of the Week. Uh, administrative corner. Yay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just want to send out a public thank you to a friend of the squad. So we got some packages at the P.O. Box. And uh, GR Dad loves few things more than retrieving packages at the P.O. Box. <laughs> He's like, do we have any packages? I'm like, I don't think we have any
1: packages. I'm going to check anyway just to
0: see if we have any. And you get notifications.
1: Uh, So not not having a notification is a pretty good hint that there's nothing there. Yep. I still check.
0: Uh, Yes. So we got two packages last week, and one of them was from a friend of the squad and uh, Patreon, Susan, and she sent us a bag of tortilla chips. And you might be like... Why do we have administrative corner and friends is because they're the best tortilla chips I have ever eaten in my whole entire life. They were so good. They're from New Orleans or or around New Orleans, uh, right? No, no. It it does have NOLA in the name, but it's Ola NOLA. And I believe (laughs) NOLA is like a name. Ola NOLA is the brand. They're from Louisiana. They could be from New Orleans. Um, But it's not. It's just like a capital N. NOLA. Like not all caps. N-O-L-A.
1: Okay. It just seems anyway. real technical to me. Hola,
0: Nola. Hola, Nola Creole tortilla chips, which you put in the microwave, and why would you put it in the microwave? Because it makes it even more delicious. She sent us this big, like, party size bag, and between the two of us, we just stood there at the counter and ate the entire bag.
1: I'm not proud of oh. that. But it was good. I tried
0: to... I'm trying to find it because it's, like, very regional, and you can't order it off their website. And I found, like... Some market through Mercado, which is like a grocery store shipping thing, and I, you had to have like a $30 minimum, but they're just like regularly priced tortilla chips. I'm like, fine, I'll buy seven bags, and then it was like $14 <laughs> shipping, and I was like, fine, send me more of them. And then the guy just, I haven't even told you this, the guy just called and he's like, we only have one bag on the shelf. What? So he had to cancel the order. So uh, I'm going to have to get, like, book a speaking event. Oh, no. Ingo, you're going to New Orleans with your parents. I am. You are hereby instructed to find a grocery store and buy, like, eight bags and put them in a box and ship them back to me. Late March. I need them. Late March. Oh, my God. Will I make it that long? <laughs> I don't know. They are so good. So if you are in the kind of between the Florida panhandle around into Texas, Louisiana area, they have them at your grocery store and you should get some. And uh, thanks to Susan for pointing them to us because they are mind-blowingly good. Ola, Nola.
1: Nola, Ola. ola, nola. ola, ola
0: nola. Ola, Nola. Creole. Chips. They make a whole bunch of stuff. They've got lots of different kinds of chips, and they've got, like, some seasonings and some salsa. But I just want these Creole chips, so... Delish. Delish. This is good. I'll go Um, to New Orleans
1: to get some groceries for you.
0: Hey, you bring me groceries from everywhere, and I appreciate it. So, speaking of which, we are in different places right now, which... I'm not getting another
1: dog. I am not getting another dog. No, we have too many. We have too many right now. Quell that rumor.
0: Um, We decided this after the last podcast because we were like, yeah, you know, we haven't been to the Maryland house for a little while. We should check on it. And Engle's like, "Ooh, I should drive up there and check on it. And I was like, you know what a great time to do that would be when the house is being fumigated. Like take a couple dogs with you and get out of here because six dogs and two humans living in that RV for a couple days is going to be hard. And you did. And was that a great decision? Because me, one human with four dogs living in the RV, was almost unbearably frustrating for the <laughs> 36 hours that it happened. Um, so, yeah, you kind of took off and you road tripped with the Mardi Gras crew, speaking of New Orleans, Mardi up Mardi to Gras Maryland. Crew. Remoulade and <laughs> Voodoo.
1: Voodoo and Remoulade, the spicy boys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're. Um good to get out of, the, out of the RV. I mean, they both take up some space, and, and I'm sure Remy would have been ram, <sighs> rambunctious, rambunctious Remy. would have Remy. been
0: crawling all over everybody.
1: And they travel well. They travel well. They're good. This time Remy barked a couple times during the drive. I think Voods just made grumbly noises. But Remy, Remy had some bark thing, probably when I used the rear wiper or something at some point. He's like, what? The, what's that? <laughs> yeah. No, it was, a, it was an uneventful drive. Yeah, we stayed somewhere in South Carolina this time. Yeah. Um. Yeah, one of those Carolinas. <laughs> and it. Uh, uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, so now you're at the house. Uneventful, uneventful. Everyone had, uh, everyone was well behaved, and, yeah. Arrived safely, and now all they do is chomp on each other. Pretty much, one of them is always up for it, and the other one. Not even reluctantly goes along with it.
0: It's interesting uh uh not that we would break up a squad, but it's interesting how much happier those two are as a duo. I mean, they both have a good time here with everybody, but they really enjoy their lives a lot as like a pair of dogs without a guac jumping in all the time or whatever
1: yeah it's it's weird I mean, because they both play so similarly, I think it is mm-hmm. right. Guac really is just so ball-focused that he gets distracted and and goes after a ball and stops chomping. But these two, that's what they love to do is wrestle and chomp.
0: But they don't do it... Like, they could just do it with each other here the same as they do there, but it doesn't work that way.
1: No, someone's always barking at him or driving in between him or pulling him away, you know. Yeah, because Remy likes to chase balls too, right? So when he hears a ball being thrown or worked on by guac he gets he gets pulled away yeah i blame guac not in a bad way
0: Uh, guac is definitely the the dynamic
1: he's a big distraction
0: yeah um so you have like the two highest maintenance dogs and i have a very mellow crew down here so even though i have twice as many dogs i feel like i have the same and maybe less work um
1: which is good as long as you feel that then it seems like it's all working out
0: yep Uh, so we had the fumigation Uh, it started on Wednesday it finished on Thursday so they showed up Wednesday and uh, put a big tent on the circus tent on the house and then put deadly poison in the house and put signs all over the house that said deadly poison do not enter Um, we had to move out all the food and medicine and drinks and everything out of the freezers and everything um, I got a great workout. I called it a functional strength training workout on my Apple Watch because I'm like, if I'm carrying a 20-pound bag of groceries, I'm not sure why it's different than me carrying a 20-pound dumbbell up and down the stairs. It's actually harder. Uh, oh. I, yeah, it is. It was. I would much rather have had a dumbbell. It was such a pain. Uh, but I got a great workout bringing all the stuff out and eventually back in. And uh, then, yeah, once they got here... We moved all the the dogs into the RV. Um, They were fine. It it was extra hard because, like, the gas in the tent is poison. And the tent is where the house is. And they go, like, I live in the house, so maybe I should get in there. So I had to, you know, basically have them leashed all the time. And this wasn't just, like, an abstract worry. Like, I know people whose pets, you know, cats have gotten back in and died Oof. when their houses were being fumigated. And Brody, you know, like the Wednesday night, he's like, I'm going in the house. And he, he's, I'm like, get back in the RV. He's like, no, the house <laughs> he was very insistent that he was going to go back in there. So he couldn't have just been left unattended. Um, so fortunately, they came back Thursday morning and took the tent off. So we still couldn't go inside. But I didn't have to worry about the dogs dying. Like they could walk under the house and you know, all of the, out in the yard, which was fine. So Wednesday was tough because I had to, you know, have them in the RV or on the leash the whole time. Um, Thursday, it was a little easier, except they took the tent off Thursday morning and I was like, okay, are they going to let me back into the house Thursday night? Like I really don't want to spend another night in the RV because dogs take up all the floor space. So if I wanted to like get out of the bed and like, you know, (laughs) like walk two steps, I had to. Like, literally climb over everybody. They did not make it any easier for me. Uh, Hops was having some gastrointestinal issues. Oh,
1: Hops. You're so sensitive.
0: She, We've been switching her food because we think it may be a protein allergy. And so she got up at, like, 2 in the morning between Wednesday and Thursday and went out. And then I was trying to get her back in. I picked her up, and I put her on the dog bed. And then she had poop on her butt, so I had poop on me. And so we had to do, like, a full, like, washdown of Hop's butt in the RV and then a washdown of myself and, like, I chuck the towels outside because I can't keep them in the <laughs> RV because it's very small. Anyone who romanticizes tiny houses and dogs should live in our RV for just, like, 12 hours <laughs> with four dogs because uh, it, was, it was cramped in there. But it's making uh, me glad so I was, that
1: I wasn't there to crowd things more and these two... Remy and Boots would
0: have just, I don't know. We would have had to find some other solution. I think we would have ended up with like a car. Uh, I had all the food and stuff in the car, and I think we would have had to take it out and put a, put like Boots or Remy in there to sleep overnight. Ugh. Be- they would have been tripping over everybody. There's absolutely no way. Like, you at least, if we could have, like, there's a bed above the cab part, like where the driver's and passenger seats are. So someone could sleep up there, so the humans could have gone up there, but the dogs still would have been all over each other, yeah. even with access to the bed. There's just and whatever,
1: no there's so. no floor space in there. I mean, it's just it's all no. built up and and efficient. but when the dogs decide to like try to all stretch out, they cover every inch of floor space. every inch. Uh, yeah,
0: for sure. there's so I mean, it's good to know that like other than if we're gonna stop and sleep briefly, it's not like we could take the squad on a cross-country road trip in that RV. There's no, no way. We need a trailer
1: it's, too. We need also. It's fine to for tow- driving. Didn't we see that once? There's an RV that tows a trailer that tows a jeep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. That tows be a, a boat trailer.
1: It'd just be a freaking train. It's just a train. I've invented the train now.
0: Good job, Igo. Yeah, good. Uh, so anyway, we they did show back up at like seven o'clock last night. And tested the levels in the house, and the poison gas was all gone, so we got to come back in. And then I watched the Caps game and unloaded all of the groceries. And, he, I mean, I was saying to your dad, like, I think the most frustrating part is, like, all the, like, 50 bottles of little spices, right? Like, everyone has to be put back on its little shelf, and it was just all that. G- I st- I mean, I was doing it half the day today, too, just putting stuff back, so...
1: Ridiculous. The most
0: frustrating part of a move, right? Like clothes, easy to move. You know, bedding, it's easy to move. You stick it all in like a big bag or a box. Like furniture, somebody's just going to come pick that shit up and like move it out of your house. I mean, if you have to move yourself, like heavy stuff sucks. But in terms of like packing to move, but like books and packing up the kitchen, just the most frustrating because there's like a zillion little things.
1: Fragile so. little things, yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, so anyway, that's done. Yeah, Thank two, goodness, two
1: it. things you told me since I wasn't there, but it's like they really lock up the, like they seal the house, the locks, right? You could not have gone back in the house even if you had, like, tried to sneak back in there.
0: No, they lock the house, and then they have this device that like goes over the knob or the handle and into the lock, like where you'd put the key. So it's a whole thing that, like, bolts on there. So you couldn't put a key in the lock if you wanted to. And you also can't turn the handle. It locks the whole thing down. They locked, like, the sliding glass doors so it, and the elevator. So if I had managed to somehow climb up onto the porch, I still wouldn't have been able to get in the doors. I was, yeah, I was saying, I was reading the paperwork because they make you sign up on all this paperwork um, ahead of the fumigation. And there's, like, an FAQ section. And one of the items is, because they're, like, you have to have the cabinets open and the... Um, access to the attic has to be open. All this stuff. So one of the FAQs is: um, Do safes have to be opened? And they said, if the safe is large enough to hold a human body, we are required by law to check it. And I was like, that's cause murder. That's cause <laughs> someone's like, I'm gonna kill. I'm gonna kill Ingo. So I'm gonna lock him in my gun safe and then have the fumigation people come and. And uh, and poison gas him
1: It's funny that you went there That's a lot of murder casts is what It you're says the to. size
0: of a human body
1: I think it's because kids hide in there Or something body. It could be someone it doesn't say, <laughs> hiding in there <laughs>
0: No, nope. It's clearly for murder purposes <laughs> Clearly uh, Yeah you're also supposed to move all the plants Out of the house um, We have a lot of plants And so I moved a lot of the plants out But there are some like trees you know seven foot tall trees there's quite a number of seven foot tall trees in the house and I was like I can't like I've just been moving shit for like two days the trees are just gonna have to like fend for themselves and fortunately the trees seem to be fine um, there are a couple smaller plants like planted next to the house that that are dead they're dead but all the house plants I brought out and they survived And the I'm looking at the trees out here on the porch that I couldn't move out and they're okay
1: it's so it was sobering to see some of the like the succulents that are all brown now. I mean, that is They're dead. poisonous poison. It's not just like Yeah. you know, it might be long-term detrimental. It's it's nasty stuff. Mhm. Somewhat satisfying.
0: So, yeah. So that's that. Um it's all done and then <laughs> so our neighbors next door um we had our hurricane windows put in a little over a year ago it was January of 2021 um which if you've been following that long you remember because man was it a process yeah we were complaining for weeks yeah the neighbors next door when we got it done we're like hey you know we need to get some hurricane windows put in do you recommend the people that did it for you and I was like oh yeah they were great they were professional like it took a long time but they did a really good job very happy with them and so our neighbors were like, okay, well, we'll use them. And, you know, they probably had to wait a year just like we did. And meanwhile, I had talked to the same construction company because when they did our windows, they also redid our main bathroom. And we need both the bathrooms redone. So I was like, put us on the list as soon as you've got an opening. We need the other bathroom renovated. And they're like, okay. So that was, that was last January. I literally bought the vanity last January, a year ago January, and it's been sitting in our downstairs enclosure for a year. And I, I would intermittently check in and <coughs> are we on the list? Yeah, you're on the list. There's I mean, a mysterious
1: the list. There is some mysterious list that we were supposedly on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> We've had t- all this stuff for the bathroom renovation sitting in our little downstairs space for about a year. And when I checked in with them uh, like last month, they're like, actually, we're going to do your neighbor's windows And uh, when we do your neighbor's windows, then we'll just have two crews there. So we'll have, like, one guy overseeing it, and uh, we'll do your house when we do their house. So as soon as their permits are all ready, we're going to start on your house. And Monday of this week, they started on the neighbor's house. And I was like, ooh, ooh, they're going to be coming to our house pretty soon. And uh, so yesterday when I was out in the yard, unable to go in the house, the the head guy who runs the crews around here, who did our bathroom and our windows walks over and he's like, hey. And I was like, well, hello. Are you here to do my bathroom? (laughs) And he's like, when can we start? And I was like, how about tomorrow morning? And he's like, oh, okay. And I was like, great. So literally we got back in the house at seven o'clock. And then as I'm bringing all the stuff back in, I realized I also have to empty all the stuff out of the bathroom. Not that there was that much, but I have to take down like the mirror and the wall hangings and empty out the vanity all the stuff out of there. Um, and they showed up at 8 this morning and started demoing the bathroom. So there is no peace. Demolitioning. The
1: Demolitioning. Yeah.
0: I went in at lunchtime and there's no walls left.
1: See, that's satisfying. That, that's it, not the hard part. The hard part is putting it back together.
0: <laughs> Thankfully, we don't have to do that part. So, smash. Smash. yeah.
1: Um, no.
0: So that, you guys, it's going to be the most awesome bathroom you have ever seen in your entire life. I. Home and re- renovation talk can get boring, but uh, the tile is going to be amazing. And then I called JR Dad today, and I was like, look, you know, we've had the vanity and the tile forever, but now I've got to buy, like, know, the light and the St- medicine cabinet. Started with a shower and head. shower head. I was like, "We're." it has a tub now, which we're taking out. We're putting in just a shower, so it'll be easy to wash the dogs in there. And I found a shower head with, like, a really long, like, hose for the handhelds for the dogs and then uh i'm like okay like just here's the light i picked out here's the medicine cabinet and i was like you know i just got this sort of basic faucet uh for the sink and he's like what about one of those faucets where it looks like the water's like coming out of like a
1: gutter thing a rain gutter yeah (laughs) a
0: gutter So I was like, okay, so those are called a waterfall faucet. And he's like, get one of those. And I was like, why the hell not? Like, this is a very whimsical bathroom we're putting together, very bold. Why not get a waterfall faucet? So I'm like, Google, or I'm on Amazon, like, all right, waterfall faucets. And I found one that has an LED, like a changing color (laughs) LED. Uh,
1: No, I don't know why. I mean, nobody knows why. Because it looks cool. Water has to be colored lights.
0: Oh, (laughs) I was reading the reviews on one of them. It's like, the light's not bright enough. Like, you can't see it if it's daylight. And I was like, why do you need your water to actually look like blue or red when it's coming out?
1: Wasn't the comment, I have to turn the light off to see the light? I have to turn
0: the light off to really see I have enough. to
1: wash my hands in the dark.
0: The good thing is I use that bathroom in the dark all the time. Like, when we of get course. up with the dogs, I think both of us will use the guest bathroom because, you know, we don't have to crawl over as many dogs. Uh, yeah, and
1: I'm afraid if I turn the light on, like, three dogs will decide it's snack time or something. They
0: 100% will. So anyway, it's, it's going to be fun. Um, we will be posting updates to the super followers and Patreons. So uh, if you're that interested, it'll cost you 5 bucks a month, and you'll get the, the ongoing tour. Um, every Monday we post about house projects with featuring dogs for the super followers and the Patreons.
1: Yeah, dogs don't do much. They just kind of sit there. They
0: just wander around. <laughs> the background. Uh, anyway, that's DR project status. And then there the dock is still virtual. Um they were supposed to show up today with more gravel for the yard and they haven't yet, so who knows? But and when are they gonna put the dock part on? Meh.
1: Hashtag Meh. mysteries. When you Someday. know when when that guy's there. When that guy's available.
0: But today is not that day. Yeah, that's all right. Okay. So that's the rv slash road trip slash fumigation slash construction update um so because they're working on the bathroom today um since the guest bathroom so the way that we're staying out of the way is that oh this um, this
1: leads into dog updates right i know you're updating first okay dog updates yes yes um
0: so we're out on the porch and then there's a you know, you guys usually see the sliding doors from, like, the main part of the house onto the porch. But we also have doors onto the porch from the bedroom, um, from our bedroom. And so I've got that open so the dogs can be out here on the porch with me. It's lovely today. It's, like, 80 and not too humid. It's great. But they can also go inside and lay on the bed. And there's bathroom on our bedroom. So, like, I've got a whole little suite of rooms to hang out in. Dogs can hang out in them. It's fine. Um, and then I've got the bedroom door closed that goes into the rest of the house so the dogs are confined into this quite big space so I got the dogs all settled they start working on the demo in the bathroom and I was like all right I gotta you know bring the last of the stuff up from the RV and put it away so I'm going in and out of the house like bringing stuff up and down and I notice every time I open the front door like there's a little bit of air suction and I could hear the bedroom door kind of just jiggle a little bit in its frame, which is fine as a thing that does. And after like the fifth trip, I come in and I notice that the bedroom door is open about three inches. It doesn't latch right. It is a project to be done. <laughs> but I had a, um, a doorstop like wedged under it from the inside, but clearly not tight enough. And so it's open about three inches, uh, which only became an issue because then I see Stevie's snoop poke out and he's gnawing on the door. Oh. He's like, why am I in here? And he's ah, nah, nah, gnawing on it, <laughs> which is a thing he does. Like if we put him behind a baby gate, he gnaws on the bars. He clearly in his past life was locked up a lot and, and developed the habit of trying to chew his way out. And I'm guessing must have successfully chewed his way out before. Oh, He just goes right to it. It's not like he was panicked or barking. He's just like, I want out and starts chewing on the door. God. Because fortunately, I caught him before there were too many tooth marks. Poor guy. Yeah.
1: But also, what are you doing, CB? <laughs> you got a good I life. Know. This is not a desperate situation. It was like 20 minutes. It was 20 minutes.
0: Man, and like I was like visible, I don't know. Anyway, so that's Brody. Um, Remy has an appointment at the ophthalmologist next week.
1: In, in, Miami. Miami. <laughs> in Miami. So uh,
0: we've we've kind of got his blood sugar as good as we're going to get it. So on yeah. Monday, he's getting a fructosamine test, which kind of gives you a... It's sort of like a two-week average of the blood sugar, basically, um, which he'll need to get his surgery. And then our vet here in the Keys has been talking to the ophthalmologist, and they're like, well, we haven't seen him for a while. Bring him back in for a recheck. But we're kind of starting back onto the path towards getting him his surgery like in a more official like it's coming way so man yeah um so you know he still needs a lot of blood work and tests and they got to check everything out but it's maybe gonna happen like in the next couple months
1: yeah him seeing would be pretty amazing even it's, if it's only it's a gonna, one eye
0: it's gonna be a miracle um so that's that's that so there will be very interesting updates next week on remy's eyes
1: there's very interesting updates every week jen it's so interesting (laughs) i know but on the eyes in particular all right all right uh
0: another dog update from this week so guac was acting like super weird around vink on probably monday
1: yeah very interested in vink for some weird reason
0: like, at one point, Vink was, like, sitting next to the couch, and Guac was sitting on the ottoman, looking at Vink and crying. Really weird. Yep. Chasing her around, poking his nose on her, and it, it, and he never does this, right? I mean, they'll play, but he was clearly so agitated. And so I get Vink, and I was like, all right, like, let's let's give you a bath, because like, I'm like, maybe she's got something... On her that, like, we can't smell, but he's smelling that's driving him crazy. So I take her downstairs. dead fish. (laughs) Like, yeah, something like that, right? I take her downstairs to give her a bath, and then uh, I'm doing her head, and one of her ears is just ragingly infected, which must have come up overnight because I had, this must have been Monday, I had checked all their ears on Saturday, you know, clean them out, do whatever. Everybody's ears were fine on Saturday, and by Monday the thing is just like a red monster so just and she gets that she gets these flare-ups just kind of overnight sometimes hops
1: does too yeah
0: yeah for sure so i uh so i'm like all right you know we it looks so sore the poor girl so i you know get all the medicine like clean it up put the wash in let it dry put the drops in um and i'm doing that and then on wednesday or maybe tuesday you had left
1: tuesday yeah um
0: I went back in to give her the drops for the day, and it looks all kind of bloody, like pinkish and crusty. And so uh, let me just go back. We had also noticed she'd been licking her paws, like, overnight. And we checked her paws to see if they were infected or had a problem, and there was nothing. Um, so Tuesday, I go back to put the drops in her ear, and her it looks all gross and sticky because she has... Apparently scratched it when we didn't see and created this giant hot spot right in front of her ear. Um, and so it's all like oozing and goopy and gross. And so I think she was licking her paws because she's like licking all of that grossness off of her paws. Ugh. So I had to shave like her face next to her ear and then... I we've got this powder, which we've talked about before, um, so it kind of squirts on powder. Magic powder. It's, it's amazing. It's really good for hot spots. Um, but for, like, the first two days, it would just turn into a paste because the <laughs> hot spot was so, like, gross and sticky. Finally, she's much better now, so the ear looks a lot better. The hot spot has kind of crusted over, so it's, like, scabby, but it's fine. Um, but she had two days
1: where it was just... The hotspot, the word yes. hotspot is such a euphemism. I mean, it sounds so harmless. Oh, it's a hot spot. It's a real mess.
0: <laughs> oh, like, it's gross.
1: It's, it's real, gross. So it's anyway, real bad.
0: Guac clearly saw this all coming and could smell the, I don't know, infection or stickiness or whatever. It was making him crazy. He's all better now, too. He's leaving her alone. <laughs> <laughs> They're playing like normal.
1: Guac, man. He's going for runs with you now.
0: Um. He's sort of making me run. We had some friends over last week. We had, like, five people over. um, And we made a ton of margaritas. And, I mean, I had two margaritas. Like, I was fine, right? But, like, we were having french fries and margaritas. Everybody leaves. And I was like, all right, well, I'm not going for a run after two margaritas. But I'll take walk for a walk. And guac's like, we run now. (laughs) And so we did. So I ran a mile and a half in, like, my (laughs) regular clothes. Slightly tipsy. It was like ten pm it was fine no regrets no um, you have anything you want to add to all those dog updates that was a lot our dog updates have been brief but not this week
1: yeah I mean I nothing except what what people see on the snaps right voods is alternately excited and exhausted here I mean he he, he runs around with Remy and does some vood gallops and chomps on some sticks and rolls around and then he kind of comes inside and just collapses for three more hours which i don't film although it's tempting just to you know three hours of him sleeping but and then he just yeah. goes back out and he's super excited again so i mean he's having a good time foods is by you know he is as, as voodly as he is oh he also i mean i you know i hide the toilet paper he hasn't eaten a sweatshirt today but he's uh he's always wandering around looking for stuff to nibble to grab <laughs> Bored voods is, is a dangerous voods
0: you, Well, I mean, he did eat that toilet paper in the hotel
1: Yes, <laughs> I did find him He had taken a, an unopened, you know, wrapped in paper, toilet paper roll off the shelf And didn't eat it in the bathroom where I would have seen him He took it in to behind the beds in the hotel room to try to eat it in peace (laughs) he's a sneaky Sneaky. guy i real, i definitely think he planned that where he he knew this was this would be taken away from him unless he hit it and so he went and hit it and started trying to eat it he didn't get much of it (laughs) i was paying too much attention
0: so let's see that's dog updates um who do we think is, we haven't talked about this on the podcast because we normally record midweek, but we put it off till the end of the week because I was so tired. I was last night, like Wednesday, I was like, I'm not podcasting from the RV. And last night, dear dad's like, when are we going to podcast? I'm like, tomorrow, dear
1: <laughs> dad. We're podcasting tomorrow. <laughs> I'm sure you were in, like, uh, in an ocean of spice jars and uh, glassware and whatever. It's was been a lot. Being moved. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: so anyway, low maintenance dog of the week. Your dogs are both high maintenance.
1: Somewhat. I mean, I think Remy's pretty pretty under... I mean, he's active, but he's not a pain, right? And he kind of does his thing and doesn't require a lot of follow-up. I'm not too worried All about right. Remy. He doesn't fall down the stairs like voods. He doesn't fall yeah. up the stairs like voods. Um, he kind of does his thing. So I'd, I'd nominate Remy for low maintenance.
0: I, I don't think he's won it before. Huh? There's a table on the wiki... Uh, let's see if I can find it. Awards. There, there's a table, so it has every week which dog won the award. But then it also has a table with dogs, and who has won each of the awards.
1: When did he Uh, swim swim away? Was that early this week? Because that would disqualify him, or was that last week? Oh, was it over the weekend? That's a good
0: question. When did Remy decide to swim to Cuba? Uh,
1: that could have been Saturday or Sunday.
0: Yeah. Let's let's see. I've got it on the Instagram because I posted a picture of him. All right. Uh, six days ago. Oh. No, so that would have gone into last week's, so that's okay. Okay, so he's
1: in the clear. He's in the clear. So he he's may be, in the clear. He may be low maintenance. Yes.
0: Uh, Chief Brody and Remoulade, neither of them have won low maintenance, which is interesting because we kind of came up with the idea of low maintenance dog of the week because Brody was so good at a certain period and we just hadn't started giving out the award yet.
1: If he keeps chewing on doors and eating our <laughs> pineapple plants and flopping down in, in the midst of our, you know, vegetable beds. No go. No go.
0: All right. Well, Remy, Remy. love the to start of the week. There you good. go. Um, for first place dog, I don't think foods can have it. I, I would maybe say guac has been pretty good. He's been doing a good job here. He's been a nice pal for me. Good bed snuggler. It's been more
1: than zero days since an escape attempt, I guess.
0: He hasn't tried to escape at all this week. He's been quite responsive to me.
1: Well, that's pretty good. All right. So
0: Remy for low-maintenance dog of the week and Guac for first-place dog.
1: All right. Awesome. I I look forward to the audience. The the very close voting, as it has turned out, for people's choice. Those are always close.
0: I know, they really are.
1: We'll need like a second ballot or something, a tie break.
0: I'm looking at the table now. Every dog has won the People's Choice Award twice.
1: Really? That's great. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, it's quite even. Uh, In terms of total number of awards, the medal leaders just coming off the Olympics, Hopper is in first place. She has 10 total awards. As it should
1: be, as it should be.
0: Vink has eight, Guac has seven.
1: How does Vink uh, have, have second? Vink is like sneaking in under the radar. Vink has these. won
0: low maintenance dog of the week four times.
1: <sighs> just, by, just by sleeping a lot. The pure yep. laziness gets her low maintenance. She's
0: pretty low maintenance, actually. I
1: mean, she's my baby, but still. Vink, come on.
0: Vink. So Hopper, Vink, uh, Guac has seven, Voodoo has six, Brody has five, and Remy has three. Well, but now four, because he's getting low maintenance dog of the week this week.
1: Yeah. Oh. There Good you go. Good job,
0: Rem. Okay. Um, I'll,
1: t- I'll tell him. I'll tell him. I'll make good. sure to tell him. <laughs> He's sleeping right now.
0: <laughs> good, good, good. Yeah. Um, do you want to do German Word of the Week or you want me to do Taste of the Keys? Do Taste. Okay. Taste of the Keys. A TikTok user documented a horrific experience. Or just, I think it's a little hyperbole. While in the waters off Dry Tortugas National Park late last month. So Dry Tortugas, if you, like, the road ends in Key West, but if you were to just keep going another 90 miles, you'd end up at Dry Tortugas. It is the country's most remote national park, and it's very beautiful. We've been there. Yeah. Um, you can take a boat and go all day, or you can take a seaplane and land on the water and go for half a day, which is what we did. Okay, so, waters off Dry Tortugas National Park. In a series of videos, Heather West explains how she was attacked by a shark.
1: She was snorkeling.
0: The Texas woman, who travels the country's parks, said she and a group were heading to Loggerhead Key to snorkel on Little Africa Reef. Choppy conditions make them turn back to land. On the way back, is when the frightening encounter occurred. Hang on, I'm gonna I'm gonna let this helicopter pass over. This is the uh, Life Flight Medevac helicopter.
1: Oh yeah, I can't hear it, but back in.
0: I'll edit it out. I think it's going to be loud on the recording. Go into the hospital to pick somebody up. Okay. Um, choppy conditions made them turn back to land. On the way back is when the frightening encounter occurred. Since I was last in line, everyone else was out of the water by the time the attack happened, she said. I had this really bad vibe and something in me said, Get out! Not fast <laughs> enough! The shark, which she believes was a lemon. Came at her. And I just want to say, I think she means it's a lemon shark as opposed to a lemon like Vink. I got a puppy, but she was a real lemon. She had all these broken things. When life
1: gives you lemons.
0: They chomp you on the foot. Now. The shark, which she believes was a lemon, came at her. At first, she thought it was one of her friends playing with her. But after the second pull, I knew exactly what was happening. I turned on my back to see this huge beast with my foot in its mouth. (laughs) West, wearing flippers said she could feel the fish's teeth digging into her ankle. She began to kick. When the shark refused to budge, West proceeded to punch it in the face as hard (laughs) as she could for about 30 seconds she did the trick and it let go.
1: Flurry of fists.
0: West's friends got her out of the water where medics wrapped her bloody foot in what appears to be a painful procedure. She was seaplaned to Key West for medical treatment. West's, quote, gimpy foot, thankfully, was saved. The tent is repaired with 20 stitches. Mm. But in another video, she says she's still on the mend and can't drive and is having problems with her insurance company paying for the bills. Nice American ending there.
1: It is, isn't it? They're like, well, yeah. shark, shark attacks were excluded. Sorry.
0: <laughs> I was, when we first read this story last week, I was like, it's kind of like if you're going to get attacked by a shark, this is kind of the ideal way that it happens, where, like, you get a bunch of stitches... But you're going to be fine, right? It's not like you lost any parts. Yeah.
1: Everything's attached you're, still. Yeah.
0: Slightly inconvenienced and kind of uncomfortable. But then for the rest of your life, you get to be like in flip-flops and be like, see that scar? That's where I was attacked by a shark.
1: Did I mention I punched him in the head?
0: Uh, and I got away because I punched it in the <laughs> face. For
1: about 30 you seconds. Punch it in
0: the face. For about 30 <laughs> seconds.
1: Punch, 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 punch. Yeah. <laughs> So there you go. That's a good taste
0: of the keys. And it does
1: come with photos of the the ankle and it's bloody, but it's not like detached or anything. It just looks like a deep scratch. You don't
0: repair tendons with stitches. So I'm, uh, this is a poorly written article. This is not our friend Gwen Filosa of the Miami Herald. Uh, (laughs) This is like a social media summary article. This is someone who
1: read a tweet. (laughs) Yeah. No, that's right. Yeah.
0: They're like, I saw this TikTok video and I'm a journalist.
1: TikTok. Not even a tweet. That's right.
0: Um... So there you go. That's taste of the keys. What was Good. the German word of the week.
1: It's it's apropos of nothing. I mean, this doesn't relate to sharks or snorkeling or lemons or any of that stuff. <laughs> but it's something you and I were talking about the other day in yeah. Germany. You don't say car. You typically say PKW, which is PKW, um, and the old fat. this is an abbreviation for Personenkraftwagen. And the counterpart to that is LKW, L-K-W, which is Lastkraftwagen. And it's a way of saying car and truck. But so you just, it's PKW and LKW, but it's a very old sort of bureaucratic German way of describing a car. Personenkraftwagen. Kraftwagen means powered wagon, and it's for persons. And then LKW is Kraftwagen, powered wagon, for lasten which is for loads so it's a a load carrying vehicle versus a person carrying vehicle um but you'll see funny
0: because you do say auto
1: you say auto but it's not specific enough for the bureaucrats so but a lot of the signs will say (laughs) a lot of that's true she was talking (laughs) about we're we're renting a pkv we're renting our pkv here and whatever so she does use it and it's but all the signs have it too where it's you know It'll say only PKV or, you know, LKV is only over 3.5 tons. So you kind of have to know it. Uh, it's still commonly used. It's just a very old-fashioned sort of word, you know, that they, that, that they made up to describe these newfangled contraptions, I'm sure. <laughs> In the 1890s, <laughs> 1900s.
0: Yeah, Jared dad was reading me an email from his mom, and I was like, what the hell is... Pay uh, and tell me, I was like, that must be the German word of the week.
1: Yeah, it's, so it's so. good to good to know they're renting a car and not a truck. You know, that was that was good. <laughs> if they just oh, said I mean, Auto, who knows? You know,
0: what could it possibly be?
1: Automobile just means self-driving, driving by itself without being pushed. So who knows? That's, yeah, that's that would not, be
0: really confusing not and precise. Ambiguous.
1: Not precise enough. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. Uh you got anything else you want to add before we
1: No, it's uh spring is coming in Maryland in the middle North Atlantic. Lo- north know, why do you
0: always add boring stuff?
1: This is exciting. There's seasons <laughs> up here.
0: There's literally seasons for everybody who's following us except for like the three other people in Florida.
1: Well, for me it's exciting.
0: <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> I'm always like Ingo. That's boring, and then everyone's like, "Let the man speak." So, <laughs> so please tell us about springtime. I'll explain what it is no, for those you, of us who don't know.
1: If you allow me to, to to say it, then then nobody jumps in to protect me. You have to attack me <laughs> to make it interesting. So thank you, <laughs> well, thank you. Well done. You're boosting me. Excellent. No, I got nothing else. Okay.
0: Uh, well, Jaredad will be home this weekend with Voods and Remy, so the squad will be reunited. To endure the rest of the bathroom renovation together.
1: They'll be happy to be back too, I'm sure. And Boots yeah. will chomp all comers.
0: Hug the Pinto Bean for me. Is that a
1: Pinto Bean. Oh. Is that Vink?
0: Vink? Vink says it's time to be done podcasting.
1: Vink, quit being so impatient.
0: Um. And until next week, don't bite anyone unless they ask you to.
1: Yeah, don't bite anyone unless they ask you to.
0: Right, goodbye. bye. Bye.